Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Elmer Gillette and I pastor Community Worship Center, Church of the Nazarene in Brooklyn, New York, 117 Madison Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11216. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 30091, Brooklyn, New York, 11203. Today I'm preaching in the church at Community Worship Center. And I have an audience today. I have two of my men. It's been a challenge for me to preach by myself in a house locked up, isolated. But today, God is good. I have two men at the church at Community Worship Center, Church of the Nazarene. The Lord bless you real good. I say, what a mighty God we serve. God is so good. And we offer him all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Amen. Our scripture today is taken from the Gospel of St. Mark. I've been in Mark for quite a while now, for three sun two Sundays rather, and um, it has been rewarding. And the text is from Mark 5, 35 to 43. This is Jesus' encounter with Jairus, as his daughter was lying sick and he, she died. And it reads, beginning at verse 40, 35, Mark 5, While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, only believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the child stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. The word of the Lord. One of the biggest challenges my brothers and sisters that face any person who attempts to walk by faith is the dilemma of what to do when faced with a major setback that steals all hope during a difficult season of your life. And this is exactly what Jairus encountered in this narrative. Jairus was one of the rulers of the local synagogues. It was not easy for Jairus to come to Jesus publicly and ask for help. The religious leaders were also opposed to Jesus because of all the things that Jesus had proclaimed and all the things he was doing. And the thing that Jesus had done and taught in the synagogue had aroused the anger of the scribes and Pharisees, of course. Uh, and, and some of them were probably Jairus' friends. But Jairus was desperate as many people are when they come to Jesus. He would rather lose his friends and save his beloved daughter. And so he says to Jesus in Mark 5, 23 
Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be healed and live. His daughter was lying on her deathbed. And so Jairus goes to Jesus and tells him about his situation. Notice that as soon as Jairus spoke his faith, Jesus was attracted by that faith and went with him to heal her. As he and Jairus and the disciples were making their way through the multitude. Now, here comes a woman behind Jesus. And she secretly touched the hem of his garment. It was a touch of faith. Jesus turns and asks, who touched me? His disciples said to him, Lord, you see this huge crowd of people that is pressing against you on all sides. So... How can you ask who touched me? Everyone is touching you. But Jesus says, this touch is different because I felt virtue. I felt power going out of me. Now put yourself in Jairus' place. He has desperately made his way through the crowd to Jesus to beg him to come and heal his daughter who was at death's door. Obviously, he wants Jesus to hurry up and come as quickly as possible because there is not a moment to lose. She could die at any given moment. Then on the way, look at this now, some woman sneaks up behind Jesus and by an act of faith makes a demand upon Jesus. As Jesus stops to minister to her, Jairus is left standing there to watch the scene and think within himself, this isn't fair. This woman has been sick for 12 years, but my daughter is dying right now. I came to Jesus first. He should come with me and heal my daughter. And then he can attend to this woman. Besides, since she is unclean, she doesn't even have a right to be here. But you know something? Jairus does not panic. As Jesus is talking with the woman, messengers came from Jairus' house to tell him that his daughter has died. So there is no reason to trouble the master any father. Jesus hears what the messengers told Jairus about his daughter being dead. Immediately, he turns to Jairus and you know what Jesus says to him? Do not be afraid, only believe. Wow. Mm. In other words, what Jesus was saying is, don't panic. He was telling this man to act just as he had been acting before he received the bad report. Let me give you a dictionary definition of the word panic. It's a sudden, unreasonable overpowering fear. Since panic is unreasonable fear, it is groundless fear, which means there is no factual evidence to support it. When Jesus is walking with us, there is no reason to fear, no matter what the report sounds like. Am I not right? We are walking with the one that raised Jesus. We are walking with Jesus God raise him from the dead and after being dead three days he arose triumphantly 
Tell me why he cannot handle our problems. If God raised Jesus from the dead, why can't he handle our problems? He sure can. I don't care what problems you have, you have today. Our God is well able. It was easier, brothers, to, for Jairus to trust the Lord while his daughter was, was yet alive. And while Jesus was still walking with him to his house. But when Jesus stopped to heal the woman. And when the friends came with the bad news. Jairus just about lost his faith. If you are in panic today. Then you are operating in groundless fear. Fear of any kind negates faith. Fear and faith are mutually exclusive. They cannot exist at the same time in the same person. Either you have great faith or you have great fear, one or the other. Yeah. Satan knows that if, that if he can drive your faith out by fear, he can bring to pass in your life the very thing that you fear. But if you keep faith in your mind and heart, God will bring to pass in your life the very thing that you are believing. Hallelujah. This is why Jesus is telling Jairus, do not be afraid. Only believe. Obviously, Jairus' mental and emotional attitude had a great deal to do with what was going to happen next. The same is true of us. When the Lord tells us not to be afraid, not to panic, he is not saying that the negative situation we are facing are not real. They are real. Just as the situation of Jairus' daughter was real. His daughter was dead. That is about as real as it gets. He went straight on toward Jairus' house. Just as he has been doing before the bad report. He had started out with Jairus in response to his faith. And he didn't intend to stop now. Just because the physical circumstances changed. Jesus did not tell this man, too bad, Jairus, if this woman hadn't stopped me, we might have made it here on time. It must not have been God's will that your daughter be healed. If it had been his will, she would have lasted until we arrive on the scene. I'm real sorry, Jairus, but it's just too late for me to do anything now, so I might as well go on my way. That is not what Jesus said. And it is not what he did. He went right on towards Jairus' house just as if though nothing had happened. As long as we have the kind of faith that does not panic, that does not give up, that holds forth, that says, I will believe God no matter how it looks, you and I will get our deliverance. Amen? Amen. When Jesus starts fulfilling his promise to you and start answering our prayers and start walking toward your house, he doesn't care what storms arise along the way. As far as he's concerned, he is going to continue in your direction until you get your miracle. And if you don't let go of your faith, Jesus will come through every time. If you hold on to your faith, your answer will come no matter what the situations are telling you. 
at this present time. Jairus did not panic when things didn't go as planned. He did not let go of his faith. He was challenged, but he didn't let go of his faith. Jairus is a lot like us. He had a need. He believed that Jesus could take care of that need. And he approached Jesus in faith. And Jesus responded immediately by agreeing to go with him to his house. And Jesus, Mark 5, 24 says, Jesus went with him. Suddenly, it was as if Jairus had hit an immovable wall. His faith was stretched to the breaking point with the piercing reality of those painful words. Have you faced a major setback in a faith battle you've been fighting? And now it appears that the only reasonable conclusion is to stop believing God for a good resolution. That is what Jairus' friends told him to do. Stop bothering the teacher, they said. In essence, they are telling Jairus to stop believing God for the healing of his daughter. The Amplified Bible gives us insight into how Jesus reacted to the announcement of the death of Jairus' daughter in Mark, in Mark 5.36. Overhearing, Jesus says, overhearing what they said, Jesus ignored what they said. Wow. Imagine this. Jesus heard the words. The men spoke about Jairus' daughter being dead. And his response was to intentionally ignore what they said. He knew what they said to Jairus. And Jesus knows what people and circumstances have said to you and you. Jesus didn't ignore the words because he was in denial or pretending it didn't happen. Jesus understood what a person has to do when they are faced with a faith challenge the size of a mountain. And he taught Jairus by example the secret of what to do when confronted with impossibility. The first step was to ignore people who encourage you to give up on believing God. Secondly, Mark 5.36 says, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. Mercy. Jesus immediately exhorted Jairus to not allow himself to be gripped with fear. A spirit of fear is always the first devil that attacks a person when bad news is reported. But we have to make a decisive choice to refuse to be seized with alarm and struck with fear. You really, yes you can, you can refuse to accept fear as your only option when bad news is delivered. But most people think that they have no choice. They believe fear is natural in such circumstances. And because they believe that way, they are tormented with fearful thoughts in times of crisis. Jesus obviously believed otherwise, or he would have told Jairus to, 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 to not believe. But Jesus told him, refuse to have fear, refuse to allow fear to dominate your heart. Just believe, keep on believing Jairus. Thirdly, G Jesus instructed Jairus to do one more thing. He says, only keep on believing. 
Jairus, I know what you're going through, but only keep on believing. This was the master key to overcoming what happened to be an impossible setback. From all natural appearances, there was no point in believing God anymore. But Jesus was adamant. Only keep on believing. I know that most of us are going through a difficult times right now. Amen, brothers? But Jesus says, only keep on believing. Don't stop believing. This is the same counsel Jesus would give you right now if you are standing with him discussing your impossible situation. This means don't do anything else but one thing. Only keep on believing. And some of us are looking at some tough situations right now. And you say, Brother Gillette, there's no way God will come through for me. But I say to you, as Jesus said to Jairus, only keep on believing. So Jesus walked with Jairus until he, re he arrived at his house. Jairus had to keep on believing when he was faced with the sight of his daughter lying dead on the bed in his house and the crowd of mourners wailing at the top of their lungs. Everything inside of him must have screamed, it's too late. But he kept the words of Jesus fresh in his heart, only keep on believing. Wow. Because Jairus was willing to ignore the words of those who told him to give up, and because he refused to fear, and because he obeyed Jesus' command to keep on believing, Jairus received the impossible made possible. His daughter was raised from the dead before his very eyes. God wants to do the same in your situation. Take hold of those three faith keys that Jesus taught to Jairus. Apply them to your case and you will see that God will do the seemingly impossible for you. Glory be to God. Now here we see the end of the story about Jairus' daughter. Jesus walked into the house, took her by the hand and said, Little girl, wow, I say to you, arise. And she got up. Unbelief laughs at God's word. But faith lays hold of it and experiences the power of God. I want you to know that if you refuse to panic in the times of adversity and in the times of storm, and if you refuse to, to take hold of God and trust the resurrected Christ, God will do the seemingly impossible in your, in your physical health. and He can resurrect your marriage. He can resurrect your finances. He can resurrect anything that the world says is dead. It may be dead. That may be a reality. But it is not the final or ultimate reality. Jesus has another plan for you and your family. It might be dead right now, but when Jesus arrives on the scene, so does resurrection power. Oh, glory be to God. There is nothing impossible with the master of the winds. The winds and the waves obey his voice and he commands them to be still. He will show up on the scene if you will hold on to your faith. Don't panic. Don't give up. Jesus is on the way. It may seem like he's sidetracked but he is in the way he will show up and God is always on time when Jesus set up for the home of Jairus 
Why did he take only Peter, James, and John once there? Why did he put out everyone from the room but, but those disciples and the parents of the girl? It was because he wanted around him only those who had faith. Jesus is looking for faith. The question is, will he find faith in you? God wants us to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lead not to thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let me just say, it's so good to preach in the church. I feel free today. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your promises during the heart-wrenching times of life when our faith is tested and we are tempted to doubt you. You would say the same thing to us that you said to Jairus. Don't be afraid. Just believe and keep on believing. You are telling us, Father, that if we keep on believing and trust you, that you will bring us out. Father, we are believing you for a miracle today. We say there is nothing too hard for you. Lord, for those that don't know you today, I pray God that they will say, Father, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Wash me with your blood. I want to live for you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you, my brothers and sisters. There's a service for today. We want to encourage you to send a tithe and offering to Community Worship Center. P.O. Box 30091, Brooklyn, New York, 11203. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now let this song, I Am Not Alone, minister to you. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Amen.
breaking through You're my refuge in the storm